Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. Good morning. It is a great privilege and honor for me to be standing here. And uh, I would like to thank Chris, Susanna, and the entire eldership team um, for giving me this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you today. Um, I've been in South Africa since Monday with uh, Mike and Cindy and, and the other guys that came from Zim. And thanks to Chris, who came to us six weeks ago, he eh, was ministering with us probably six weeks ago. He encouraged me to be part of what God has done this week. It, was, it has been an amazing, amazing week. Uh, we, I would say we felt revival. We were revived in a special, special way by the time that we have had together. So I bring you greetings from Tabernacle of Worship in Arari, Zimbabwe. We thank you for your partnership over the years. As Chris has said, I think Chris and Susanna have stayed in our house maybe seven times uh, over the years. And um, what, a, what a blessing they've been to the nation of Zimbabwe. And some of you guys, especially between 2008, around the 2007, 2008, when you were dry, some of you guys were driving in, bringing food when there was nothing in our shops. We really appreciate the partnership. We really, we really are grateful as a nation for the church in South Africa and what God has been doing through you. And this morning, I'd like to bring a word of encouragement. And this comes from what I believe God is doing now. Uh, which is different for what, from what has been happening before COVID. You know, before COVID, the church had lots of makeup. The church was looking amazing. The, led, the church was, um, was beautiful, but was not real. And I believe God wants the church to be real again. And uh, going around the nation and the nations, what we see is a people that are hungry for God, are hungry for something different, some hungry for, for the Bible move of God, you know, what we see in the New Testament. And I believe that even this morning, that's what God wants us to, 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 to we need their heart for that. And um, I had a picture for, for the church and uh, the picture, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't like water because I can't swim, but I like to see water. And um, when you look at the big vessels, the big vessels carry so many people, and uh, when they are in distress or they're breaking down, there's need for lifeboats. Yeah, they call lifeboats uh, that come around them and they rescue people from, from the sinking vessel. And I feel like God is saying the same to the church today that we need to be looking out to this sinking vessel. I don't think the world is getting any better. The world is getting worse. And I believe that the only thing that can get better is the church of Jesus Christ. The church of Jesus Christ needs to be at its best as the world is getting worse. There's so many people that are perishing out there. Sometimes the church forgets that we are the rescuing boats that must be getting around and rescuing as many people as we can and bringing them to, to safety. And there's no safety anywhere else except uh, except in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God has no other plan or other means that he can save the world except the church. He has not changed the plan. We are the main, um, uh, the main way that God is going to manifest his power and his presence through. It is through the church. 
And as we sit here today, friends, we know that the world is in big distress and is crying out for people that are carrying the message of hope. And we are hope carriers. We're carrying that hope, and um, we need not to keep quiet. We need to rise up and make noise about Jesus and, 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 and be able to say, come to life, come to Jesus, come to a better place than the world. Our finances will fail us, many other things will fail us, but our King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus, will never fail us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, I went to Venezuela one year, and I was carrying a bag of money. Um, my sister will understand from Zimbabwe. I was carrying a bag of money. That was all my savings, and I had quadrillions. We invented numbers in Zim. I had quadrillions in my bank account, and, and, and all that was eroded. It, was, it meant nothing, and I was carrying a bag of money with billions and, yeah, and trillions in them, and, and I started giving out the money uh, in Venezuela, and I, and I felt in God that that was a prophetic picture for them, and yet they were holding on to the political system, they were holding on to their money, they thought they were doing well, they were very proud of what they had, but I felt God saying to them, everything is coming to an end, everything will break down, and watching what God has done over the years, they were like, is this money? It's money, but I'm giving it to you. It's now yours. And um, you can keep it, put it in a display because it can't buy you anything. And I feel the same for the world today. Um, you look at your life, you look at your business, you look at what's around you. It may never be the same as it used to be, but Jesus has not changed. Jesus will sustain you, will keep you going no matter what you sing or no matter what you, what you, what's going on around you. Even if your business breaks down, you lose your employment, you lose whatever you do, this world is temporal. Only Jesus does not change. Amen. We have been broken down enough to understand that. We have gone through enough to understand that there is life only in Jesus, not in anything else. That's why we carry on preaching the gospel without fear, preaching the gospel with great hope and anticipating the move of God in our days, in our time. You know, in John chapter 4, verse 35, Jesus says these words, says, lift up your eyes. Um, and I'll, I'll read from, from where it begins, says, do you not say there's yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Lift up your eyes and see. Guys, I believe that revival will come when we lift up our eyes and see. Sometimes we, we have buried our heads in many other things and we are not seeing what Jesus wants us to see. It's time for us to lift our eyes and we see. And throughout history, we see that when God wants to do something, he raises a people that have a different attitude. He raises a people that they hunger for things that are better than what they're seeing. Throughout history. People that don't settle for what is normal. People that are crying for something that is more. Some people that allow the scriptures and the promises of God to jump from the pages into their hearts. Well, sometimes we keep the promises in the pages and we talk about them, but they're not jumping into our hearts. And I feel like God is wanting us to allow the promises that are written down for us to jump from the pages into our hearts. And then revival will come. Revival will be sparked. Something will happen because there's a people that are crying for more than what they can see. 
And for us to see that, we need to understand the seasons that we are in. Sometimes we don't read seasons very well. We want things to be the way they used to be, but God wants things to be what he wants them to be. You know, seasons have got, every season have got its own, it's, it's on pros and cons. If you carry an umbrella in winter, people will laugh at you. But if you carry an umbrella now, it makes a lot of sense. Because the right season to have an umbrella. And I feel like as the church of Jesus, we need to be able to have our eyes open to what we must be doing now. Jesus' disciples, they were with Jesus, they walked with Jesus, they saw what Jesus did, Jesus spoke to them, Jesus commissioned them, Jesus sent them. There were only 11 guys that saw Jesus ascending to heaven. The 11 guys were given a command. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. The 11 men changed the entire world. The 11 men were so powerful that the world couldn't stop them. The prisons couldn't stop them. The struggles couldn't stop them. The persecution could not stop them. Because they understood what Jesus was doing. They understood what God was doing. And the 11 men, we see in the upper room in Acts chapter 1 verse 14, there were no longer 11 men, but there were 120. It means the 11 were prepared for what God was going to do. The challenge we have with, with the church today, the church is not ready for what God is wanting to do. It is the, the problem is not the 120, the problem is not the 3,000, the problem is the 11. People that are in the church, we who have received Jesus, we who walk around saying we are Christian, we are Christ followers, we are the problem. Sometimes we hinder what God wants to do because we are not fully convinced, we are not sold out to the big thing that God is doing, and our hearts are like mm, half in, half out. Yes, no, we're not sure. But these guys were so sure that when they went into the upper room, they, were, they invited others, there were 120 together. Here's the question. Are your arms open to receive others and to allow God to use you, or our arms are closed? We can't receive others. We can't disciple others. We can't walk with others. You know, there are people that walk into a church and they find that the people have got their own cliques, they, uh, they, they've got their own groupings, which is good, but it's not the best uh, sometimes because our arms are not open. It's like they try to push in, but it's closed here. Yeah, they can't push in. They try the other corner, it's, it's closed. And, and they remain visitors. Because the 11 are not ready for what God wants to do. Friends, the world is ripe. The world is waiting for a church that have got arms open, that are saying, come, let's enjoy Jesus together. 
Come, let's enjoy Jesus together. We all need to be inviting. We all need to have a, a hunger for more than what we see. A desire to see God work through us. When the 11 open up, the 120 will come in. When the 120 understand what Jesus is doing, they'll open up for the 3,000. When the 3,000 open up for, for what God, open up and are willing to be discipled and walk with Jesus and understand what Jesus is doing, they'll open up for the 5,000. When the 5,000 open up and, and the world is open, the problem is with the 11. We need to have a hunger and a thirst to be led by the Spirit of God and a hunger and a thirst to be used by God. It's all of us together. When the body starts to function, when every member is doing its part, something happens because we're connected to the head and the head is Jesus Christ. Friends, we are hands and feet of Jesus and Jesus is working through you, through me. I can never be yourself. I am me. There's only one Lee. There's only one Chris. And there's only one you. And God wants to use you the way you are with the giftings that is packaged inside of you to change the world. Mother Teresa says these words. says, you can do what I cannot do. I can do what you cannot do. Together, we can get things done. Takes us all together to be involved in the mission, to do what God, God has called us to do. For us to be able to see that happening, there's need for us to open our hearts to what God wants to do. Number one, I believe we have to have the courage to defend the message of Jesus. The world is pushing so hard to take the message of Jesus away from the people. We, as the church of Jesus, we need to stand firm and defend what we believe and believe that what he promised is the amen and is true. And we need to have a heart of welcoming others and teaching and training them in the ways of Christ. And I believe we need to open our homes and open our, our homes and our hearts for other people. With the liquid that you have, you can change and transform someone's life. And revival will come. As many as are coming to Jesus, something is happening and the kingdom of God is advancing. The kingdom of the enemy is being frustrated by salvation and salvation of the next person uh, and redemption of the next person. The kingdom of the enemy is being put to shame. But it's not, it's not going to happen unless there are people that are willing to do that. And I believe that revival will come in our days when we are willing to exercise the authority that God gave us. And that authority is not given to the leaders. It's not given to the pastors. It's given to every believer. 
You receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. It's not dependent. It's not dependent on your personality. It's not dependent on your education, what you have or what you don't have. It's dependent on the power of the Holy Spirit. I may be the least educated person in this room, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, I have allowed God to use me to change other people's lives. There must be a willingness to lay our lives on the altar and say, Jesus, here am I, use me. Sometimes we're too busy with things that don't benefit the kingdom and we're too busy with things that don't even benefit us. And there's so much destruction around us. If we are not careful to lay down our lives for Jesus, we will spend the rest of our lives complaining about A, B, C, and D and never looking to the King of Glory to use us because there is so much destruction. We need a hunger to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Bible speaks of the early church that um, Peter and John, they did not have education. They knew they were common men, but that they have been with Jesus made, that, made them different. When we are led by the Spirit of God, we are different. What makes me different from the rest of the world is God living inside of me by the Holy Spirit. You need to be hungry for more. Satisfied, satisfied people will never cry for more than what they have. Is the hungry that dish out and eat more. If you are full, you don't need anything. I've met people that have it all. I've known people, met people that have read the Bible many times. They know it, but they are not connected to the King of Glory. They're not hungry for more. I've been preaching for the past 27 years, but in all these years, I'm still a student. I, I'm still hungry for more. Each day I'm like, Jesus, what is it that you're saying for me? What is it that you have for me? I've got a hunger for Jesus. Hunger for the filling of the Spirit. Hunger for, to be led by God. Unless we are hungry, unless we are thirsty, unless we are, we are dissatisfied by the way things are, we will remain the same, we will be one other grouping that is like any other grouping, and we end up being a religious people, and we don't experience God's power. God wants us to experience His power, especially now. We see the world falling apart everywhere. COVID has opened our eyes. If we have eyes open, we can see that Jesus is coming back soon. It's not late. It's, it's the time for us to rise up as his church and walk in his power and experience his presence and, and invite as many people out of the world into the life of God and invite as many people out of religion into the life of God. May people see light through us.
I pray for revival in my days. I pray that God will move in a mighty way, using me, using you, using us together as his church. Pray that God will anoint us all. That we lift our eyes and we see. And we behold the revival coming through us and through our lives. Jesus uses people. God will pour out his spirit. He's going to use people. He's going to use me. He's going to use you. He took a people that are sold out. If you read the book of Acts, you see how God moved mightily because there were people that were waiting for revival. People that were hungry for more than what they were seeing. People in synagogues, they're saying, please tell us more. They were in synagogues. They were there to read the scriptures. But when Paul walked in and Barnabas, they said, please tell us more. We want to hear again. That's what the world is crying for. Not another dead religion. They're looking for life. And we carry the life. And we have the opportunity to transform the world around us. In Jesus' name. Amen.